Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lance, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people and how to apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. Learn more about the program and our ministry when you visit walkintruth.com. Now here's Pastor Michael's teaching in Hebrews chapter 9, verses 1 through 15, called A Clean Conscience. We're going to be talking about a clean conscience, a clean conscience. As we are celebrating things that are being accomplished, I got a report uh, on Walk in Truth Radio. And if you didn't know, if you're fairly new to us, we do have a radio program that airs in several different states. And uh, it does air here locally. And it's pretty cool to see what the Lord's doing. I just got a report. We expanded out into podcasting in addition to radio. And we have now had podcast downloads in 100 countries around the world. Just to give you a small taste of that, in the United States, we've had 205,000 plus downloads of the messages. In India, over 10,000. Canada, over 2,300. Singapore, over 2,300. Over 1,400 downloads in the Philippines. In the United Kingdom, 700 plus. New Zealand, Panama, Mexico. Um, There's some pretty significant numbers in Belgium, in the Russian Federation, Nepal, Costa Rica, Brazil, and on and on it goes. Uh, Close to 700 downloads in Ireland. Um, Thailand gets some listens. We have a lot of countries where there's under 10, like Zambia, Peru. I don't know what's going on with the Italians. Only eight downloads in Italy. What's going on with my people, my paisans? Anyway, so, but it's pretty cool just to see what podcasting is doing. And somehow, you know, either somebody travels and knows about us or they, they come across it somehow. And it's really exciting to think about, you know, people in these uh, different countries listening to a radio broadcast and hungry for the word of God. So that's very, very exciting. Second thing I want to say before we jump into the message is, You may or may not have heard, but yesterday, Dr. Charles Stanley passed away at the age of 90. Uh, Dr. Charles Frazier Stanley went home to heaven. He lived in faithful obedience to God, teaching others to have an intimate relationship with Jesus, reading from one of their releases here. And now he is receiving the joy of his soul, seeing his Savior face to face. Dr. Stanley was the senior pastor of First Baptist Church of Atlanta, For more than 50 years, he was also the founder of In Touch Ministries and a New York Times bestselling author, having written over 70 books. Uh, Something about Dr. Stanley that always struck me is he came across really as a gentle, almost like a southern gentleman, I guess you might say. Uh, And one of his famous ways of communicating and keeping your attention was, now listen, now listen, now listen. And uh, I will tell you that I was very much impacted by Dr. Stanley over my years, uh, especially as a a newer believer. I got a hold of some of his books. But I'll remember one moment that will probably forever be on my mind and heart. During the COVID crisis, I think Dr. Stanley must have been 88, 87, 88. And he was interviewed in the interviewer asked Dr. Stanley, have you ever seen anything like what we're going through around the world in your ministry of close to 50 years? And he said he had not, that it had been a very unique situation with the COVID 
crisis. And I watched Dr. Stanley in his late 80s get down on his knees in front of his congregation, but most importantly, in front of Almighty God and, and cry out for healing, pray for our nation. I, I've seen him on multiple occasions, and I tell you what, it's brought some tears to my eyes to watch a man who's been that consistent for that long uh, humble himself before God and cry out on behalf of others. And I will say this, while all individuals are imperfect in one way or the other, in terms of, you know, those who stand behind pulpits and preach to others, I will say that Dr. Stanley was a solid witness for the gospel for many, many decades. And I know he touched probably many of your lives as well. If you're a younger believer, you may not know about Dr. Stanley, but um, he has made a significant impact really all around the world and uh, through a television program that has impacted many lives as well. So we want to honor Dr. Stanley tonight. We are going to be in Hebrews chapter 9. Uh, I'm going to read just the last portion of the verses. We're, we're going to tackle a little bit more. We're going to look at the first 15 verses of chapter 9. We're talking about a clean conscience tonight. Uh, if you're able to stand, stand with us for the reading of the word. I'm going to pick it up at verse 11, just so we can get some of the verses under our belt before we jump in. So Hebrews 9:11 reads this way. But when Christ appeared as a high priest of the good things to come, he entered through the greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands, that is to say, not of this creation. And not through the blood of goats and calves, but through his own blood, he entered the holy place, Hebrews 9.12, once for all, having obtained eternal redemption. For if the blood of goats and bulls and the ashes of a heifer sprinkling those who have been defiled sanctify for the cleansing of the flesh, how much more will the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without blemish to God, and here's the title, cleanse your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. Verse 15, for this reason, this is kind of a bridge verse. He is the mediator of a new covenant so that since a death has taken place for the redemption of the transgressions that were committed under the first covenant, those who have been called may receive the promise of the eternal inheritance. Father, thank you for these verses tonight as we look at the Day of Atonement. We look at the greater fulfillment of the Day of Atonement in the ultimate high priest, Jesus, who through his blood, his death, his resurrection, secured eternal redemption. Thank you for eternal life in our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Thank you for a clean conscience tonight. And if some are troubled in their conscience, I pray that tonight would be a freeing experience as they celebrate the effect of their salvation, which is eternal life, but it's also peace with God and even peace with ourselves. Help us to embrace those truths tonight. Guide us by your Holy Spirit. Help us to be faithful to the word and be those who act upon it for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. You can have a seat. A clean conscience. What can wash away my stains? What can wash away my sins? I wrote in my notes, we need the detergent of heaven. And uh, as we've been learning together in the book of Hebrews, the symbols in the ceremonial sacrificial system pointed the way. They were the shadows that would lead to the ultimate substance, 
which would be found in Christ. And if you've ever turned to the book of Exodus or Leviticus or some of those books, you do see the sacrificial system with the shedding of blood and animals dying and stuff like that and people laying their hands on the head of a goat or on the head of a bull and you're like, what is going on there and what does that mean and how does that point to Christ? Well, there's a lot going on there, but one thing that we're going to focus on tonight a little bit different is the idea of a conscience. A man consulted a psychiatrist. He complained, I've been misbehaving, doc, and my conscience is troubling me. The doctor asked, and you want something that will strengthen your willpower? Well, no, I was thinking of something that would weaken my conscience. <laughs> That's supposed to be kind of funny. No? Anyway. Albert Speer was once interviewed by uh, ABC about his last book. He was on Good Morning America. Speer was the Hitler confidant whose technological genius was credited with keeping the Nazi factories humming throughout World War II. In another era, he might have been one of the world's industrial giants. He was the only one of 24 war criminals tried in Nuremberg who admitted his guilt. Speer spent 20 years in Spandau prison. The interviewer referred to a passage in one of Spears' earlier writings. He said, you have said that guilt can never be forgiven or shouldn't be. Do you still feel that way? Now, this is a guy who worked with Hitler, obviously responsible for a lot of people dying in a brutal way. Do you still feel like guilt can't be forgiven? The look of pathos on Spears' face was wrenching as he responded. I've served, served a sentence of 20 years and I could say I'm a free man. My conscience has been cleared by serving the whole time as punishment. But I can't do that. I still carry the burden of what happened to millions of people during Hitler's lifetime. And I can't get rid of it. This new book is part of my atoning of clearing my conscience. The interviewer pressed the point. You really don't think you'll be able to clear it totally? Sheer shook his head and said, I don't think it is possible. For 35 years, Speer had accepted complete responsibility for his crimes. His writings were filled with contrition and warnings to others to avoid his moral sin. He desperately sought expiation, says this author, all to no avail. The idea of a conscience is actually mentioned many times in the Bible, and if you did a little search on it, you can find the word, and the word is in our Greek New Testament. And the word actually comes to us at, from Latin. If you look at the word conscience, it's two Latin words. It's the word con, C-O-N, and the word science. The word con in Latin means with. And the word science, you all know, means knowledge. And so the idea of a conscience means with knowledge. It's just simply that. And so when a human being talks about conscience, here's what we do know from biblical revelation, that God has written his law in our hearts. And the book of Romans chapter 2, if you want to just write this down, we won't go there for the sake of time. Verses 14 and 15 of Romans 2 talk about the conscience in this way. Paul says that your conscience will either excuse you or accuse you. So we all know that maybe before we were ever introduced to the Ten Commandments, we all had this sense of right and wrong. And scholars would point out that that's probably 
more the Imago Dei. That's the fact that we've been written, we've been uh, made in God's image, I should say. And His law is written in our hearts to some extent. You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment. Would you please consider supporting Walk in Truth being on this radio station and podcast for at least $5 a month? And visit walkintruth.com to give. As a thank you, we'll send you more content from Pastor Michael and the Walk in Truth team. And you will get this content through our new Walk in Truth app. You will have quick access to our daily episodes. You can watch videos of Pastor Michael's most recent Sunday sermons and access to our bonus podcast and video series, A Step Closer. This month's series is called An Invitation to Intimacy, a look at intimacy in marriage through the Song of Solomon. That's how I showed my anger. Mm. Not in words, but in, you can't have me. Mm -hmm. And that took a toll in our relationship. Even for me, in a church that didn't shy away from it, it wasn't talked about a ton, but I remember getting married and my wife and I being like, this is weird. Like, so good now, I guess. You know? <laughs> there was infidelity, just a lot of financial issues, you know, all those things that make the top list of, of yes. why a marriage is hard. The Lord's given us all things to enjoy, yeah. the, the scriptures say, and freedom is a big word yeah. as a Christian. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, what's happened in the church is that the church has not always sent a message that we're supposed to enjoy life and be free. Yeah. We've put a lot of unnecessary weights on people. All this and more is available to you on our new Walk in Truth app as a thank you for your financial gift. Please become a financial partner of at least $5 a month. Visit walkintruth.com. That's walkintruth.com. We'd love to see who's listening, so please connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Just do a search for Walkin' Truth Show. Now, back to Pastor Michael Lance, right here on Walkin' Truth. And the word science. The word con in Latin means with, and the word science, you all know, means knowledge. And so the idea of a conscience means with knowledge. It's just simply that. And so when a human being talks about conscience, here's what we do know from biblical revelation, that God has written his law in our hearts. And the book of Romans chapter 2, if you want to just write this down, we won't go there for the sake of time. Verses 14 and 15 of Romans 2 talk about the conscience in this way. Paul says that your conscience will either excuse you or accuse you. So we all know that maybe before we were ever introduced to the Ten Commandments, we all had this sense of right and wrong. And scholars would point out that that's probably more the Imago Dei. That's the fact that we've been written, we've been uh, made in God's image, I should say. And his law is written in our hearts to some extent. And so we have an internal witness that Romans 1 talks about. We know there's a God and we know there's a moral lawgiver. Now, we might not have been, you know, like wherever you come from, the Jews obviously were given the moral law on tablets of stone. But our conscience is something that God has given us. And scholars are quick to point out, <clears throat> sorry for my voice tonight. Scholars are quick to point out that your conscience can be muffled 
and seared. It can be, it can get so bad. You can violate your conscience so many times that you can either muffle its voice or sear it with a hot iron. That means like it would be almost eliminated from you. And we've watched some people's, you know, maybe movies about people or, you know, that kind of thing where you, someone seems to have no feeling anymore. And you're like, that, that, you know, we say a sociopath, right? That person doesn't seem to feel guilt or remorse. And that's a pretty rare thing. For most of us, our conscience has gotten our attention for most of our lives. And if you, you know, think back to days when you were little, if you had a sibling, I know me and my sister would get into our arguments. And I remember one time we kind of went back and forth and, and I did something a brother shouldn't do. I kind of smacked her and I felt this overwhelming guilt uh, come over me. And I didn't need someone to read a law to me to know that that was wrong. And if you think about the Ten Commandments and you think about the moral laws, this is really what happens with us. We have a sense when we are doing right and our conscience excuses us and a sense when we're doing wrong and that's when our conscience accuses us. And something goes off in us. You can call it warning bells. You can call it a sense of guilt. And psychiatrists and those who study the brain and study the impact of just how we talk to ourselves, our internal voice, our self-talk, and how healthy we might be, say most of the illnesses on the mental side can be connected to the conscience or guilt. And you know, we often feel like, I just read to you the story of this guy Spear, and he's, you know, part of Hitler's regime and responsible for all these deaths and feels such regret. And, you know, probably in this room or those who may be, you know, watching this or, or will listen to this on radio or podcasting later, you might replay in your mind things that you regret from the past. And, and the question is, what do we do with those things? And how... Is it possible to get over them, to have a clean conscience, to start over? You know, um, when David sinned with Bathsheba, he tried to cover that up. And you remember, he got Uriah home and he tried to get him to sleep with his wife to cover up that it was, you know, the baby was from the adulterous affair and he wouldn't do it. And then things got worse and David obviously committed some great sin. And here's what he said in Psalm 51, 2 and 3. You don't have to turn there. He said, wash me thoroughly from my iniquity. Cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgressions. Now listen to this. This is a statement of conscience. And my sin is ever before me. Do you hear that? I want you to hear that in a different way. Because many of you have read Psalm 51 probably multiple times. Listen to his words. Wash me, cleanse me. I know my sin, it's ever before me. That, that's a way to say, I keep replaying regret in my mind. And here's what happens with a lot of our mistakes, and we've all made them, we've all sinned, we all fall short of the glory of God, is we don't sometimes know how to deal with them. What do we do with our sin? I remember a pastor said he was on a plane and he ran into a Muslim uh, gentleman and they began a conversation and they were talking a little bit about, you know, what they believed and, you know, Christian pastor and a Muslim guy. And so um, the Christian pressed the Muslim guy on, 
the sin issue. And, and he started to talk about Jesus being our savior and all of that. And basically, um, it came down to this. The, the pastor asked the man, what are you going to do about your sin? And he basically responded, well, I hope Allah will forgive me on that day. And he said, can I ask you, where are you headed now? And the man was honest and he said, well, I'm on my way to sin. And he was going to meet a lady that was not his wife. And somehow he got seated next to a Christian pastor and the issue of sin came up. And he was honest. He said, I'm going to sin. I'm traveling. I bought a ticket to go and sin. And the pastor said, well, your honesty is refreshing. But can I ask you on that day when you stand before God, what are you going to do about your sin? And that's, this is where most people say, well, I just hope, right? This is, this is what we do. I just hope that God will forgive me. But you're on your way intentionally to go sin right now. I know, I know, but I hope, <laughs> right? And then somehow they come up with this, oftentimes uh, a self-produced system where they think maybe, you know, this will happen or I'll, I'll somehow get off the hook or whatever. But we all know. We all have a conscience and we have perception of right and wrong. We do things with knowledge. And the question is, what do we do? Is it possible to, to have a clean conscience? Is it possible for that part of my life to be cleansed? When David cried out to the Lord, that's what he was saying. He was saying, what, can these stains be washed? David knew that even in the sacrificial system, he should have died because he committed adultery and murder, which were punishable by death. So what did David have? He says in that psalm, if you remember, if there was a sacrifice I could bring, I would bring it. But that's not what you want. And then he went on to say that I'm going to present a contrite heart and I'm going to pray for mercy. And God did give mercy to David, but he did not lift consequences from David. And I'll just say this, whether you're, you know, you're David in, you know, in the Old Testament times or you're in the New Covenant, you are a forgiven person tonight if you're in Christ and you can have a clean conscience. But if you mess around, God may not remove consequences. Amen? So... That's what's going on here with some of these ideas of conscience. Now, in verse 1, and we'll move quickly through these opening verses because the author intends us to do so. He's not going to spend a lot of time here, nor are we. I just want to show you in verse 1 of chapter 9, the word now connects us to the last verses of chapter 8. David brought those to us. Let's just read them together. He was celebrating the new covenant as compared to the old, and he said, Hebrews 8.10, for this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will put my laws into their minds and will write them upon their hearts. I will be their God and they shall be my people. And they shall not teach everyone his fellow citizen and everyone his brother saying, know the Lord, for all shall know me from the least to the greatest of them. For I will be merciful to their iniquities and I will remember their sins no more. Now that's the new covenant that supplants the old or the old is obsolete now. And God remembers his mercy and forgets our sins. Praise God. He remembers his mercy and he forgets our sins. Now, even the first covenant 
had regulations of divine worship and the earthly sanctuary. The word now connects us to those closing verses in chapter 8. And the writer has said that in 8.13 of Hebrews, if you just take a look at it, this is an important concept to get down. Hebrews 8.13 says, when he said a new covenant, he has made the first what? Obsolete. You've been listening to A Clean Conscience, Part 1 on Walk in Truth. That was Pastor Michael's teaching in Hebrews 9, 1 through 15. And if you missed any part of today's program, Walk in Truth is on Apple Podcast, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and many more podcast apps. Listen for free to Pastor Michael's teachings in more books of the Bible. We'd also love to hear from you. You can email Pastor Michael with your questions you may have from his teaching today, or maybe you have a question about something else or need encouragement or prayer. Maybe you'd like to share how Pastor Michael's teachings have affected you. You can email Pastor Michael at contact at walkintruth.com. That's contact at walkintruth.com. And thanks for reaching out. You can also find our mailing address on walkintruth.com. And don't forget that Walk in Truth is a listener-supported ministry. Please consider becoming a Walk in Truth partner. Your contribution helps us broadcast on this station and provide the podcast to reach more people like you with the hope of Jesus. And now we offer the Walk in Truth app as a thank you for your donation. Please consider becoming a Walk in Truth partner for at least $5 a month. Visit walkintruth.com and click donate. That's walkintruth.com. And join us tomorrow for part two of Pastor Michael's teaching in Hebrews 9, 1 through 15, called A Clean Conscience. I'm Mike Massaro. On behalf of Pastor Michael Lance and Living Truth Christian Fellowship, thanks for listening to Walk in Truth, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people.